Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Today we're joined by lovely guests Henry and Ashton. Hi Henry. Hi Ashton. Hello. Hello. And my awesome, amazing, strong, capable, intelligent co-host Jack Daniel Strong. Hi Matt. <laughs> How's it going? You know, I'm still standing after uh, a week of madness and mayhem. How about you? That was WWBC, but MDO is smooth as sill, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's why we find, find ourselves at the post-mortem episode where we, in a blameless post-mortem, look at what went right, what went wrong, and what we could do better. We have Henry, our awesome advisor and European brainiac. Henry, how are you doing? I'm fine so far. I survived the weekend with the family. I was outdoors. <laughs> no, I survived the, the last week and I had a nice weekend with the family outdoors, uh, canoeing. Uh, and yeah, so it was it was good to stay away from tech for yeah. a couple of days. Lovely. You have parks and such places in, in where you live? Yeah, yeah. So Hamburg is a quite green town and we have a, uh, you know, we have a big river and we have a small, uh, smaller lake in the middle of the city. But somewhere the water for the lake comes from somewhere and there's a small river and you could just like go there by the canoe and that's what we did and it's almost you know there's this trees that hang in your way and you have to canoe around that and it's it's yeah it, it's like wildness for <laughs> not compared <laughs> to what you have in canada but yeah that's so, beautiful yeah that's yeah. beautiful and it was the first one first time canoeing with my with my kid so he's six years old, and so we never did that before. So you tipped the canoe and you said, swim, child, this is your chance. Yeah, yeah, but actually he's he's having swimming courses right now. And we waited for about two years, and about a few weeks ago we got the email. It's starting now, you know, and within COVID, it's like was no way to think about like going to a place and have the kid learning to swim. But that's happening, actually. So I'm very happy. So Na Nature yeah. is healing. I mean, swimming lessons are healing. That's how my weekend was and the last week. Sounds sounds really beautiful and a good good to spend time with the family. How about you, Ashton? How are you doing? Great. Very similar to Henry. We spent a huge portion of our weekend outside as well. We're doing, um, it's called the Thousand Hours Outside Challenge. So we're trying to get a thousand hours outside for the whole year, which is actually much more difficult than you think. We're at... 260 something and the majority of those have been in the last month and a half and we were in quarantine for most of April, well all of april i guess and then they no, wait no most of may a little bit of april and then most of <laughs> may but the kids, i know right but the kids actually surprisingly went back two weeks ago so we've been spending most of our weekends outside to get our hours but we have like beautiful forests and land and we're working on building a trail through our woods here. So last night we went down there and caught tadpoles and, and uh, there was a big snapping turtle on our lawn this morning, which was very exciting. I also took the kids um, 
My husband was working all weekend, so I took the kids to the lake. It's just like a nice little public swimming area down the road, like five minute drive. I took my laptop with me. So I'm like the mom at the lake <laughs> trying to get some work done. <laughs> but it was nice though. It was all good. I just was like, I didn't pressure myself to have to get really anything done, but I did get a little bit, which was great. But got, you know, messages from Matt saying I had to edit stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. Which I haven't Such done a yet. Master. Which I haven't done yet, but I will do it. One, one more thing. It's on thing. my Kanban. One, it's on my Kanban. Like I got really? a digital Kanban. <laughs> One more thing. Yeah, I had another thing too before you, but yeah. Um, JD, did you get out and enjoy some nature and relax? Or? We uh, we had a nice road trip back across the uh, wonderful COVID state of Washington. And uh, it was really, really hot here, like back up into the 32 degree C range, which is just miserable. But it has cooled off since and rained and things are growing. So that was that was nice. Nice. I also, too, got into nature. And as soon as the conference is over, my daughters were like, can we go to the mall? Can you drive us to the mall? We want to go to the mall. (laughs) Is that nature? The mall? It was wild. I'm telling you, it was wild. (laughs) They're like, Dad, we need you to take us to the mall. We need you to buy us stuff. And yeah, so Dad spent his first day off of MacDevops doing Dad stuff, going to the mall. Uh, Yeah, we're alive. After that week of WWDC and Mac DevOps. Henry, how was the conference from your perspective? You were a speaker, you did a demo on the demo day, and you also got pulled into some organizing where I was like, hey, Henry, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And you got pulled in all directions. So how was the event from uh, your side? And we'll start with what was good. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, of course, I really enjoyed it to, to see the different uh, workshops and, and the talks. I was able to follow almost not every talk, but most of them. And I was amazed with it with the demo days that that like um, we had to switch instantly after Tim Perfect. <laughs> so this, this this stressed me a little bit because like ooh, wh- wh- we're checking in, into another system, so changing the channel. However, after a moment, I calmed uh, down during the workshop. So I think that's uh, you can even notice this in the video recording and um yeah i was also happy to not over go over time on during the workshop so that that was the first day second day of course was um great to see all uh, the different different speakers and faces and hang out in the hallway track on the last day on the friday of course I was like, oh, it's starting right now. And then uh, I was like uh, completely absorbed by session by session by session and including mine. And then, yeah, I was a bit tired. So I I haven't joined the uh, panel. So I don't know how the panel went. Oh, that was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a little bit. But that was that was some unnecessary excitement at least live shows, man. But uh, yeah, uh, we tried to to make it a live event and have it in the morning in our Pacific time zone. And that w- is sort of friendly to those on the East Coast of North America and then to Europe. But it's definitely unfriendly to our Australian and other friends in, in other time zones. So yeah, it was after your days at work, I guess. Like So it started sort of at the end of your day, right, uh, mm-hmm. Henry? Yeah. So it's a matter of staying awake uh, all night. <laughs> But I'm glad you uh, you survived and uh, enjoyed that. Ashton, how was it on your side uh, being pulled in as a professional graphic recording superstar? Well, I have to say that 
This event is probably one of my most favorite. I know. Matt's doing a little heart, a little heart here. Just because you guys are so fun and I get invited in to, to, you know, talk about it. It's not just some, I was joking with my husband the other week that I need to put a clause in my contract that says the don't forget about me clause, because sometimes I feel like people bring me in to help them. And then it's like, they forget that they hired me. And then it's like, all of a sudden, like they're not getting the, I'm not getting the information I need. And it's, it's the agenda changes and they don't tell me. And it's just like, it's just a completely different relationship than what I have with, with you and this crew. So it's like, I know I like this because I'm just like integrated into what you're doing. So I, from that perspective, it's like completely different than some other people that I work with where it's just very like, no, you're, you wear this hat, you do this thing for us, like where it's like I, I had a conflict on that first day and I knew I could say to you, uh, can I just like skip this one and do a recording and we'll like pretend that it's live. And you are so accommodating to that where I know no, oh, secrets okay. out, secrets yeah. out, <laughs> but you're so accommodating. I knew I could like, you know, I could, I could say that to you instead of trying to like, you know, worry on my end, be like, oh, how am I going to do two things at the same time? And from that perspective, it makes my job so much easier because if I know that I'm being supported and valued, then I can create like better work in the world. And that means better work for you, for you and everybody. So that feels really good to me as well. So yeah, from just like a high level, from my own personal sort of standpoint philosophy, I'll speak to that for now. Yeah. And this year was uh, pretty cool because we actually streamed everything you were doing separately in your own feed, which was nice to bring up both uh, at the same time. I could full screen that and see everything you were doing live, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it. Uh, the first rule to building a good team is have everybody over for waffles at my house or, uh, you know, you guys have all been for in my house. Virtual waffles? Well, vir- virtual waffles this time, but, you know, <laughs> real waffles at some point, but yeah. No, it's been great working with you, Ashton, and uh, I love the graphics you did uh, that you made for each session. And it's almost like I don't know what I'm doing, but you you made these graphics and I'm like, oh, I could use these for Twitter and I could use them to post the videos. And I'm like, Ashton's really thinking about these things. I didn't think about these things. <laughs> just like what it makes us, it makes me look better. makes us all look better. It's like, it's almost as I thought about it, but yeah, no, I didn't No, Ashton's idea. That was, that, was, that was Ashton's awesome idea. I love Emily. I think, I think having her you know, kick off day one was amazing. She's just such a, a wonderful human being and such a great speaker. I will say that I actually heard that talk already. I've done a couple of different people a few times, like the same talk a couple of times, and they all look completely different because the speaker delivers it in a different way every time. And it's been quite a long time since I heard this one in particular. I, I think I heard it right after she had, or I don't even know if the book was out yet. And she, she delivered that one at an event. So it would have been like over two years ago at this point, but I thought that was really lovely and it was awesome to finally have her be a part of the event for sure. I mean, the reviews are in. People liked her talk. I mean, I heard from my mom right away. She made sure she's like, <laughs> I, I, she's like, I texted you. I like Emily. Can you tell Emily I like her? I'm like, I didn't see the text. Uh, I mean, middle of the conference and everything. And she's like, find my text right now. I wrote you. I said, I love her. And I'm like, okay. And I found the text and I like, I screenshot it and then posted on Twitter. I was like, Emily, my mom likes you. <laughs> it's like, and then Emily was like, I appreciate it. Made my week. You know, it's like, so yeah, I mean, yeah. got to send, send the love around. 
I like I like sometimes when I show up at like technical conferences and there's talks that aren't necessarily technical. Like the next one after Emily's was about Kanban and I thought he did a really great job, you know, really kind of articulating the different process and the flexibility within it. I've heard about Kanban quite a few times and I have a virtual one that I use often. I thought that was like probably the best explanation of Kanban I've ever heard, to be honest with you. Wow, it's going to go to Piero's head now. Piero's <laughs> going to explode. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. And to me, like when people are able to ex- articulate things, it makes my job much easier and they, they, you get a better visual outfit as well. Right. Because when sometimes I've said to people, when the speaker's all over the place, I have no choice but to be kind of all over the place because I don't know where they're going with what they're saying and it, it makes it more difficult. So, yeah, I thought he, he did a really great job too. So I, I liked starting out um, the event with those two talks. I thought was really great. As much as JD and I have the hardest jobs organizing the conference, I think you actually have the hardest job of like <laughs> drawing people live as they're talking. I mean, Henry's like, so we're going to talk about Santa, not like the happy Santa. This is the Santa that locks down your machine. And now Ashton's like, hmm, how do I represent this with like a box with gremlins in it? Or how do I do this? Like, it's like, I mean, I don't know how you do it, Ashton. You're awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I definitely... Whenever I work like this, especially with folks like you, just like my ego expands as well, for sure. It's <laughs> so like if I ever need, well, I tell people in my life, I'm like, oh, I'm doing Mac DevOps. Like, Matt's my super fan. He talk comments on everything I post on Twitter. He's my super fan. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I get, I get, I get excited when you post. You're awesome. You've been so helpful to Mac DevOps, and just adding the graphic recording element has been just a, an amazing extra uh, add that you know. We never knew we needed it, and now we love you so much we can't let you go. No, I love it too because I, I love the there's a, like your group and a few other people that I've worked with who sort of hired me that first time, being like, I don't really know what's going to happen, but we're just going to trust that this random girl's going to show up and do something kind of cool. So I really appreciate it when people kind of take that leap of faith. Yeah. That yeah. So definitely grateful and. Yeah. Look forward to kind of coming back in person with you in the future because I mean, we only got to do one event in person together so far. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the first time I hired you and you came out and I was like, I have no idea where you're going to be, what you're going to do. And you're like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'm like, okay. And then I <laughs> yeah. didn't. I was just so shocked when you took the, the, the graph recordings and you put them in the, our social room where we're having snacks and we could just stand there, have a coffee and just w- replay the whole talk. We could just follow the talk, like someone's story, and then just watch all these the graphics. It was like we we're on, you know uh, decoding some Egyptian hieroglyphics, but just reading an old story and replaying the story. I just I was like, this is genius. Like, this is awesome. Like, Yeah, well, great for you for, like I said, taking that leap of faith that first year and and without even really having an opportunity to experience it. And you do realize that Vancouver is a hot graphic recording hotspot. Do you know this? I did not know this. It's Um, a hotspot. Well, we'll have to bring you back. I mean, I'm kind of scared of bringing everyone back, but I think we (laughs) might might do an in-person one next year, but. Yeah. Yeah, Germany uh, is a huge hotspot too. For a graphic recording. Huge in Germany. Lot of professional graphic recorders in Germany. I do know that that this is happening more on the let's say more this very successful what is the internet going and you know those salesy kind of conferences there I know it's happening but usually I don't attend to those so actually I've never seen the graphical recording during a conference I attended before 
and I was so happy to know ahead, like, okay, this will be re graphic recorded because yeah, I was nice. a bit jealous because you start the, the, the week after I've been the last time in person at the McDevos YVR. So, right. yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy that this time, yeah, I have this recording. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah, I always like feel bad for people when clients hire me and they only hire me for a portion. And I'm like, the other speakers aren't going to be happy about it. You know, if there's picking and choosing. And it's hard for me to articulate that. But without being like, just hire me and give me all the more, give me more money. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> work out that way. I'm just like, they're going to, they're going to be missing out. Yeah. It, it does make for a great speaker gift, definitely, to have that, that recording of, of their presentation. I'm curious if, uh, as we move back to in-person conferences, if you're going to be able to incorporate some of the digital aspect of, of drawing or if you're going to go back to uh, pen and paper. Some people that do this work before even the pandemic, they, they did not do paper at all. They would show up with an iPad or a device and connect to a screen in the setting. So that was happening before the pandemic. Like there's some people that have never touched paper. They've only done digital. So it's definitely an option for sure, depending on the needs of the, of the event that, and like I had started practicing digital because I knew at some point someone was going to ask me. I didn't realize I was going to be forced into it. So I had been practicing for about a year and a half just on my own. So whenever I would, you know, listen to a podcast or do my own thing, I would draw on my screen but like I said, I didn't realize that I, I wasn't going to have a choice. I, I thought at some point someone was going to say, do you offer digital and paper? And then I could say, yes, I do. So we definitely will be curious to kind of see. Um, I'm hoping to still do like a lot of events that go hybrid and stay virtual. I'd love that. But for events that do want me there, I guess there's, there's kind of more options now that people have experienced more digital as an option as well. So we'll see. There's something so nice about the paper, like Matt was describing about, and there's like that tangibility of your words that you don't get with digital. Which, so there's pros and cons to both, right? I could talk sure. about this stuff sure. all day. Yeah, I could talk about that kind of, those options all day long. I love it. Henry. So we discussed what worked. So the next point would be what didn't work so well. Mm -hmm. I think... Everybody was in the Discord Q and A audio wise, and the speakers. <laughs> Except somehow, for some of the speakers, yeah. Yeah, so it, it took it, it took them some time, and of course, some were like, "Okay, I'm in the channel, I'm I'm reading the questions, and I'm typing answers," and uh, or others were like, "Okay, where where is this? <laughs> Where's this going on?" And I have the feeling that the year before. Somehow this was more natural how the Q&A went and where all the people gathered together. And um, also the year before, there was at least at where I attended to, there have been more um, hallway track conversations. But I think it's not like that it didn't work so well. I think that the people, the audience has adapted as well because... A year before, this was quite new. Like, okay, I, I spent the time on this conference and I'm not getting distracted. I'm at the conference, like at a real conference. And of course, eventually for a call or whatever, an email, you shortly get distracted, but then you're back on track. But now with so many conferences that happen in virtual, the people are like, oh, I can catch up later. Uh, you know, I can scroll down the, scroll back the, the YouTube feed or that kind of stuff. And this leads to that 
you know, even you have the offering of like, okay, we have those those uh, five hallway tracks or six hallway tracks that it, it's not that packed because the people are like, they they are used to do things in between. So I wouldn't say this is a critique to, oh, this was bad organized. It's just like the, the people have changed habits and it was just like, it, it's something to take note of. I would mm. say. I think there's always a danger as IT or in tech to, to your be, and, and people in general, maybe in COVID, but just being pulled in on so many uh, directions in, while we're remote. But with IT, people are always demanding our attention. So I think it's, 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 it's a hard ask to ask people to be live. And we know that people can approve you to go to a conference online, but they'll still go, well, you still have to answer phone calls or emails or you know, deal with tickets. <laughs> so, well, and that even happens at a at a live conference when you're there in person, right? So, yeah, uh, it, it's not something new. And I think folks did use some of the hallway tracks. I, it wasn't as much during the conference; it was surrounding the conference uh, and the social hours that I stepped in on. You know, just as you thought you were kind of wrapping up, and that that group was was finishing up. You know, more people showed up and and they continued the conversation. So I I, I think it was just past your bedtime, Henry. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> could, I, could be I, totally. <laughs> I, I think there was fewer people in the hallway tracks, and people were in social and different times too. Yeah, for sure. I think you know we did practice sessions for the speakers, and we switched to using Zoom to to go live. Um, so people were more used to Zoom, but still nice to have practice sessions. And most people were, you know, good about joining our practice sessions, but we didn't really have any practice sessions for Discord. We tried to open it early so that people could get in and, you know, it's always nice to get people in just to make it a bit easier. But still, some people were just not used to Discord. They're not sure what an audio channel is or how to drop into it. Yeah, we could have had some more practice sessions, but asking people for their time is it's, all, it's so difficult. People are just so pulled in so many directions. And But, but one idea, what whatever will be a future incarnation of like uh, uh, a hybrid conference that Ashton is just probably writing a manual, a hat, you know, you know, like like you the the brochure that you have in the in the airplane. So, in case you're a speaker and you want to attend to this, or in <laughs> case you're attending, so it's like, why not? I think yeah, this no. could be so so cute to have. So just just a. I know JD's Idea. made great little intro videos of how to use Discord. And uh, last year we had a great one, and he was working on one for this year. And uh, JD does really good, solid documentation. And I know that we we're all trying to do too many things this year. And I was—that's one of my recommendations. Like I was doing too many things this year, but I, I know I made a quick PDF of the interface and you know used the markup and made this is where this channel is. This is where this and. You know, JD's like, well, we could do it better. And I'm like, yeah, I know we're running out of time. Like, you know, we need people to learn how to use Discord. So I just sort of posted the channel and sent it to some people. But, you know, I just think people are more used to Slack and they know how to use Zoom. They've been using it all year. But Discord is nice, but they just need a little bit of time in it. Some people are just not used to it so much. But JD, you did do an intro. Did you not on day one? I, I did an intro and, and we left the intro from last year up on how to use it. Oh. The folks were busy and not paying attention is what I guess, or at least our yeah. speakers were, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I, you know, I spent time with every single speaker before they went live and reminded them that, you know, they, they should jump into the, the speaker Q&A and, and all they had to do was click on that and unmute themselves. Uh, and still, you know, <laughs> it just didn't happen. And I, part of that, I think, is just you're you're so on to present, and it's it's still a kind of dystopian 
presenting on Zoom because you don't get the audience feedback. You don't hear anybody. Uh, it's only Felipe coming in after you're all done with your talk to say, okay, that's good. You're off the air. You know, go ahead and jump into back into Discord. And, and it's just a, it, it still is a weird feeling, I yeah. think, for a lot of folks. If we could stay in Discord, I mean, we, we, we tried to use it a bit last year and this year for the hack night and social and there's video and we audio the limits. <laughs> and, uh, and this year, you know, we were, we forgot last year or we just were very, uh, uh, excited and uh, hopeful, but we said, let's do demo days in Discord instead of Zoom this time just to start us off. And yeah, we crashed Discord so hard because, I mean, they have a nice degrade gracefully feature where after 50 people, it just becomes audio only, which is better than zero. So uh, yeah, it would be nice if we could just do the conference all in Discord. And I know lots of other people have explored different conference sort of formats. And I went into one that was kind of like Animal Crossing or kind of like a video game. But I had the same kind of panic attacks I have when I'm walking through rooms and trying to find my theater seat. And I, I could I went into this room and I was trying to sit down, trying to get the avatar to sit down to listen, but I couldn't get it to listen. And I'm standing in front of other characters and other avatars and I'm blocking their view. And I'm like, this is all the panic and all the the, the awkwardness of a real live conference that I'm like, now I need to find the exit and leave, please, because I just this is not not the conference I came for. You know? you know, lots of people are trying to figure out different formats. But yeah, I think it's just difficult when everyone's remote, and we're IT or tech that we're just being pulled in so many directions with family and jobs. And well, and, and we also tried to guess on how popular the demo days were going to be based on what we had seen in previous conferences. And and the attendance was relatively sub 50 people for the first the basically what we consider a pre-conference day. So we rolled the dice on that. And uh, obviously we, <laughs> we missed by, by a good, you know, 30 or yeah. so people. Because yeah. uh, we had at one point we had about 90 people in that in that session. So uh, we yeah. had to move that to, to Zoom. But, uh, yeah. you know, Discord's also grown a lot over the last year. Uh, all of these platforms have grown and, and changed over the last year. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting in trying to make this more hybrid because I think a lot of people participated because they could. They didn't have to leave the their country, let alone their their home office to to participate. And I think that that helped a lot. Yeah. How would we do this hybrid? I mean there's lots of thoughts in my head, but I mean Ashton could stay home with her kids and hang out and do it digitally, you know, and just and we could stream her, you know, or what do you think, Ashton? I mean obviously you would like to travel less. You traveled a lot. Traveling means you're working or working means you're getting paid. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I know some people in my field, um, even before the pandemic, they would charge for their travel time. And I never really felt comfortable doing that. But I think I would have to take that into consideration is actually having to charge for travel time as if I was working, because that's just the reality. If I'm not if I'm not home, that I don't have the opportunity to work. So so that that might become a reality. And then in the end, that actually makes digital or virtual more enticing for people because it'd be more less expensive, right? They don't have to pay for not just the travel time, but accommodation and, and actual actual traveling fees, right? Which my guess is they're going to be higher, but I don't really know. I'm just making that up. Just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying before, just started to shift back a gear. I think what you were talking about is like a friendly reminder, not just in this event, but as a whole, and this is me on my soapbox a little bit, is how we have to always be remembering that people are only half paying attention. And it's okay, it's just, just nature of the beast and how we have to make sure we simplify for people. 
right? And make it as easy and bite-sized information as possible, right? So in giving instructions to people, it's like, how can we simplify this to explain it in a minute instead of 10 or 20 or whatever it is, right? So maybe some something to think about. Don't give Matt the idea that we should have one minute quick talks. <laughs> no, 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 that, that yeah. would be crazy. <laughs> but anyways, no, just, Matt, just to comment. you did not hear that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> just to comment. Ex- accepted. I think uh, something that could be improved upon is not just the intro, but outro of people. So like before, like maybe adding in time to say, you know, maybe Matt coming on and saying, thank you so much for your talk. It was great. You know, now we'll join you over and da, 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 just to kind of help with that transition instead of, because I always felt this like, because I pick up on all the cues, right? And I felt like this, okay, I'm done. Bye. Right. Yeah. I guess I'll meet you over there in a second. Right. Because there's no like kind of closure. So if you were somebody was queued up to say, to hop on as they're on their thank you slide to say, great talk and have like a canned clapping or just something you know just to kind of like finish it before transitioning you know and helping with that transition just an idea or a suggestion i think that's an excellent point i was trying to figure out how to get more of me in the con so if i could be <laughs> in front of the camera more so sorry jd i'm so sorry uh, no I, not more of matt i love this idea <laughs> Or, or have like an MC, right? Have, have somebody and that's their job is to do yeah. that. Someone very, not that you're not jubilant because you are, <laughs> you could be just that, but it's like, you have to be, it's, it's a hard to, if you're wearing many hats that day, right? And that's why MCing is a thing, right? Because that's the only hat you're wearing is making sure that you're doing those transitions. Mind, you can't really let your focus go somewhere else because you have to make sure because i think one of the speakers was much shorter than what their time was i can't remember if it was day one or day two right and it's like you know if you don't know that that's coming if you don't know that they were going to not speak as long as they were scheduled to then you're like the you know mc or somebody could come on and say oh thank you so much and just like eat up a couple of minutes just having a quick conversation before moving into the chat or something just a suggestion there but we tried to uh free up matt to be the mc but matt uh, like many of the folks in our profession are are a little ocd and and want to uh, be in control of all the things so uh it's hard to pull him away from not not wanting to pull all the strings in the background as well so we love you matt we love you, Matt. You can still do it. You just won't 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 be allowed to do anything else that day. Yeah, yeah. Just MC MC only. No, I, that's yeah. that's honestly the my favorite part of the job, and uh, I love doing that in person. And I love I love when there's a lot less tech. I mean, the tech is great. I think a live production. I mean, I never would have guessed we could have pulled it off last year or this year. You know, and I'm so glad that we could do it. Every year, I learned that you know doing a live production was a lot of work, and that's why we hire people to help us. And but yeah, there's a lot more tech, and so. You know, I kudos to all the speakers and everyone in front of a camera because as soon as the they say you're live and they start counting you down, I'm like cursing Felipe, stop counting me down. I don't want to go live. You know, jumping on stage and just giving someone a hug and talking to them and telling a few jokes. I mean, I'll, I love that. Yeah, that's much more natural than you have to be more mindful of it in this setting. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, oh, I have to actually go and do that. What I would normally do in person, like hop on and tell a joke and, you know, have that conversation um, and building the rapport with the speaker in the, in the moment. Yeah. yeah, you have to be more mindful and thinking about like actually, actually adding that in as like 
three yeah. minutes to do this, right? In, in past yeah. years, I thought maybe if I had like, you know, old fashioned cue cards with Henry, facts about Henry. Okay, lives in Hamburg, loves going canoeing, uh, loves parks. I'm like, <laughs> so, sweep the card. Henry, have you been canoeing lately? Next card, you like nature. You know, just like quick, quick facts. <laughs> So, so what you're suggesting is that we find somebody to actually interview separately all of our speakers, so that yes. this like is, a, because because you're not about to start preparing well, for any of this. So, oh my God, just the amount of pre preparation we have done and makes and think about all the preparation we could have done. You know, it's it's amazing that we can do anything. But yeah, it's it's a lot of work to put this conference on. But yeah, just the the list of things on my list of things we could do better and. If we had 15 more people, we could have, I could have given like, yeah, 20 different things to them to do. I was doing way too many things. And, and despite the rumors to the contrary, it's not because I want to, uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, we don't have a huge team. So, um, and I've tried to hire people at different times to do more things, but not everybody wants to do this, right? This is more of a passion project. And some people just jump in with both feet. And I'm happy to pay people to do jobs that they do, right? But some people just, you know, they're busy doing other things. So asking people to take a couple of weeks out of their year just to do one thing, it's not always easy, but I think there's always room for improvement and uh, hiring more production assistants or team people to help out with the things that, you know, you hire people to do the things that you don't want to do, but it's not always easy. But yeah, I was going through reg lists when I also wanted to give a talk. And so going through the registration list and seeing who had joined in Discord was more important than making my talk successful, which turned out it bombed pretty badly because I didn't you know, prepare it adequately. So we, we tried to do a lot and we did a lot. Great thing about a live show is that when it was done, it was done. You know, and, <laughs> you know it's like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when we were in person, it would be like, okay, it's done. Whatever happened, it's just done. You know, it's like, and we had lots of fun. And I guess, Henry, you missed the MDM panel, but, uh, yeah, the last minute we couldn't find somebody and, you know, virtual, sometimes people are busy or they're, you know, have emergencies or they have to be somewhere else. And so we couldn't find someone for the panel. And I was uh, quickly trying to find people to join the panel and quickly trying to load up the graphic that Ashton made in Pixelmator, cut out the person that was in there, put another person's face in there, load it into the graphic and also be live and do a panel uh, about MDM, which had completely sort of changed because WWDC was the same week. And Oh, we're going to talk about something we don't really aren't really experts in. And also, we're going to now talk about something that's completely changed this week. And we have to sort of understand that enough to say something sort of intelligent. I think was even in the during the session, but sometimes at least during the workshop, there have been some some noises from from people who uh, unmuted them. Oh, so, yeah. And Q&A. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Q&A. But uh, yeah, I think the audio Q&A, when it worked, it worked really great. And it's nice that I know so many people and I can just call on them and ask them questions. And people are feel a little bit less shy to ask questions in an audio uh, channel in Discord than maybe in person. I almost like the Q&A in Discord better than live, <laughs> but running around with a, a microphone and trying to get people to, to, to ask a question. But Just talking about like the muting and stuff, when my kids went virtual here back in May, with um with online schooling and their their little especially my five-year-old all the kids just kept unmuting themselves all during the whole class so i was like someone needs a mute police like you need a there's another role for you i know i'm just adding another role for you to find but it's like that's like act, that could be a thing like someone who's that's their sole responsibility is to make sure that everybody's muted at all yeah. times and if they <laughs> they see that someone hasn't they go and forcefully mute them or something so that you don't have those distractions but 
Yeah, think, just from, it's like this five-year-olds are 30 or older year olds. I think mute, like a, mute police, a mute was, police. A, was, a big, was a big one. Yeah, I mean, JD was like, hey, Matt, make me the host of the Zoom so I can mute people. And then, you know, he's muting yeah. people and I was muting people. And then in Discord, you know, I, I accidentally found out that when I was muting people, because I was the admin, I was server unmuting them and I couldn't hear them later in other channels like in the social. I'm like, why can't I hear it when Piero? Well, I guess I muted him in the Q&A and it persisted through the entire server. So I was like, that was just hilarious yeah. to find out later. I'm like, why can't I hear Piero? Oh, JD's like, oh, you server muted him. I'm like, you know, it's like, it's a little, little funny things like that. Yeah, back to your question before I like, you know, cut us back was the the question about hybrid and going hybrid. And mm -hmm. I think it's like, it's just a hard question to answer right now because things change day to day. We don't know, like, when do you start planning this event? And, you know, how, for, how far forward are you looking? And like, what decisions can you make today for next year? It's very, very difficult to make, right? So... I guess it's sort of like taking it day by day, but also not wanting to have to like reorganize something, you know, organize an event two or three times. That would be very exhausting and you would definitely burn out. Right. I have a friend who's a wedding planner and she's like, it's so hard because I'm getting paid to plan this wedding once, not 10 times. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's the same sort of yeah. thing. So I think it's like, you kind of have to have patience and flexibility but also being true to your own capacity, because that's what it kind of boils down to, right? When it's a passion project, you have to recognize how much capacity you have at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And if, and if it means staying virtual for next year, if it means only doing one and not having a hybrid option, just you can really focus in on one aspect of it. Like you have to do, like people are always going to have opinions, you know, and say you could have done this better or whatever. But at the end of, and like this, it comes from someone who, has also been an organizer for many things, like a gigantic art festival in my community that I pretty much do all by myself, <laughs> which I put on the back burner. I don't know if I'll ever bring back. But yeah, like it's, it's it kind of comes down to like what you have the capacity. And as long as you align with the values that ha you have, whether or not it's all virtual or a hybrid or just in person, like you kind of have to decide as, as the team what you have that capacity for. And making sure that you stay true to your own core values as or as like what you're trying to bring to the community. So. I, I hate deciding things. Um, but <laughs> the hybrid next year could be everybody sitting in the same room with headphones and in front of their computers watching that, right? And then we yeah. get to all have ramen together, though. I was talking to another graphic recorder friend of mine, and she was saying that she was talking to people in the speaker circuit. And what she's hearing as a trend is that speakers may not be willing to travel like they used to. Very similar to my industry, where it's like you can do more work in, in the same amount of time because you're not having to travel so much. So even if you do decide, you know, these events are deciding to go in person next year or whenever into the future, I think there's potentially always going to be a hybrid element. I think that's one of the things that the pandemic has shifted is like, you might have speakers who want to speak, but they're not going to come. They might want to be, you know, up on a screen in the session when other people are there, but they aren't necessarily going maybe not wanting to travel, like unless you only have very local speakers. So that's another thing to kind of consider that there might be other aspects of the event that you might be forced into doing hybrid depending on, on the different speakers that you have. 
yeah, balancing people's desire to travel and come to Vancouver and come to our conference and the, the balancing the, the money and the uh, uncertain, you know, we don't know. I mean, the first year we were like, uh, maybe we should go virtual. I don't think we can do it live. And people are like, can we fly to Vancouver? I'm like, the border is closed. And then I'm like, maybe next year it should be okay. And then this year it seemed like worse. So we're like, nope, definitely not. And it seems weird, but maybe next year we'll be okay. But yeah, I don't know. Henry, would you come out again? I mean, you have like family, work, you know, like what would make you get on a plane again? Of, of course, if I would feel I want to be there in person and I can just put it into the you know, general timeline, I would travel. But yeah, so I think the next months will will just decide how globally w will turn out, and yeah, then there's always this. I would think, in general, the decision making to travel somewhere could be a conference, could be even like an in-person uh, meeting with clients or so. I would be more conservative and saying yes instantly, or let myself just pull in there because somebody wants that to happen because that's at least what we what we all learned it's possible to go other ways and of course it's it's a lot of effort for everybody to participate so but yeah in this regards i think a hybrid conference if it's well thought out and organized and including all those intro and timings could be even working great on the other hand if i would think like okay i'm in the audience the next two sessions will be, you know, just streamed. Yeah, I, I think then the people on site would go, uh, whatever, distracted. So I think if, if you go hybrid, it's a lot about the timing, when, which track will happen. Yeah, so I think that's a, a lot of thought work has to go into that. You could do like a day online remote for all the remote speakers and then a day in person, you know, like. But yeah, is that wise? Is that good? Is, you know, that you could maximize the benefits of people not being able to travel, not wanting to travel and being able to participate. So, um, but also for the people that are on the West Coast of, you know, of the United States and Canada, that it's a short local conference to fly from San Francisco or Seattle to Vancouver, then they'll do it. And then everyone else can be in Discord. But yeah, it's interesting because it's like, I think there's so many different ways that hybrid could look. Right. Like you're talking about things that I haven't necessarily thought about for hybrid. Right. So, you know, I think it's going to be a matter of like, how creative can we be to make it engaging? And yeah, like how, how can you make sure that both feel involved and included and a part of it? Right. Rather than one or, you know, like the you don't want the hybrid folks, the folks that are virtual to feel like they're missing out on something. So I think there's just like, oh, be a lot of thought have to go into not just like throwing it up online isn't high, isn't going to necessarily work. Just streaming it isn't necessarily going to work, in my opinion, right? As someone who's like background as a facilitator, right? It has, there will have to be a lot of thought that goes into how the people that do come in virtually, how they um, feel included and a part of that community, even though they're not there physically. So just my. It's definitely going to require more structure for those who are there in person so that they're not excluding the online element of that, which means that it, it might be more than handing a microphone around. It might be actually participating in our speaker Q&A Discord channel that, that is audio only, but 
now you have to worry about making sure everybody in the room is on headphones and mutes themselves and, and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting challenge that uh, I look forward to Matt coming up with a solution for. All I can say is Ashton, you're hired. <laughs> you sound like a woman who knows what she's doing. You sound like a very smart professional person, Ashton. You sound, found, sound like you're hired. Yes. One of my hats that I wear is a community developer. Usually I do it within my actual physical community, but you're doing the same thing. You're a community developer. You're developing community. You're like wearing your community developer hat and you're also organizing. Like when I am, um, I had an art space in my community. We would say that the art space was disguised as a community development project. So your conference is a conference disguised as a community development project, right? Because that's... That's what you're doing is you're doing it to build community. So you don't want to lose sight of that when you, you know, are looking at options for hybrid, because if that's the core of what you're doing is building community. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love the DevOps space so much, because it has that underlying tone and that thread of building community, but they're disguising it in things like, you know, speakers and talks and groups and you know, open spaces and stuff like that. Like they're doing, they're using those methods, but the method, the underlying core value is developing community. And that's why just throwing up a, a, a stream of something isn't going to make it work to be mindful of how you're using it to develop your community. I love people. So my job is making friends. I love making friends. I love connecting people and finding connections and I know a long time ago, I mean, this conference was inspired by other people and people told me not to do things. So I said, I'm going to do the opposite. And people said, don't give videos away. And I'm like, the technical videos are not our resource. Our resource is the community. Like we're not selling videos. We're trying to build a community. I love Henry's videos about Central, but they, they, you want to meet Henry. You want to talk to Henry. You want to communicate. You want to meet people that are solving the same problems. And so that is my passion project is meeting people. And and boosting people up and telling people that they're awesome. And I'm not not lying to them. I'm like, I see people doing cool things. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. Like, when Alex does something really cool, and I'm like, you could do a quick talk, just tell us about this one thing you've done. And, and he's like, Oh, I don't know. These are smart people. I can't share this thing. I, you know, it's not that smart. And then I see in the text chat of our discord, people are like, this was worth the price of my ticket as seeing what Alex did or other people were like, oh my God, I never tried that. I want to try what Alex did. And, and like people are meeting this guy from Winnipeg and seeing what he's doing and people are making connections from all around the world. And I love it when we're sharing together. It's just, uh, I'm so excited. I love it. And yeah, we're not technically perfect and uh, we make lots of mistakes. I mean, I make a lot of mistakes and we could do it a lot better. My list for the postmortem is huge of things we could do better that I could do better. But yeah, it's all worth it to get people connecting and and the community and uh Baby, do you have anything you want to share? Like is there anything that you learned or improvements or things that you might want to give you a voice here? Our 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 postmortem document has everything that was on our to-do list for <laughs> for the conference, find more people to run these things. That that really is what it, it came down to. It's just lack of bodies to, to get things done. And it, it's tough. Everybody's busy. Uh, virtual uh, is feels even more difficult because people sign up for the conference, want to attend, but also because they're still, you know, working, quote unquote, they, they feel obligated to to prioritize wor their work or, or that call that's coming in over attending the conference and, and learning something. And I think that's just 
Uh, it's a weird mental gymnastic that we do that, that we don't allow ourselves to, to take the time to focus on a single thing. Uh, whether that's Matt on the conference or me on the podcast or, you know, somebody attending the conference. We don't prioritize that sometimes that I chose to come to this conference. I'm going to sit and focus on this conference for the three to four hours or six, seven hours that we actually made it. Um, I think it's human nature to feel guilty that you're not showing up to work for some reason. You know, and as I sat through my goddaughter's graduation this weekend, the focus on work that kids are getting out of school to go to work and there's more to life than than work education is part of that and that's what we're doing here is is continuing that education and and allow i think giving yourself the space to continue your education and and do you do that by attending a conference and listening to to the talks and and engaging the the speakers and, and the other participants uh, in the conference. We could all do better at that. I'm, I'm just as guilty. Well, I mean, it, it was an express design decision to make it live. Say, this is a couple of hours, and yeah, we made it too long. You know, that's my fault. But the design is to make it live and hang out for this much time. And instead of like a video drop of tech talks, which are cool, I love watching awesome made videos. Um, but having a, a, a say, this few hours is where a conference is going to happen. We're just going to hang out. Because I mean, the talks, I mean, to be honest, are the, the, the puppet hand distracting you. What we're trying to do is bring you in to have a community and to build that community. And I mean, I can't give enough shout outs to my mom. And she always told me when you go to a move to a new town, you find those people that are going to help you. And building a community means finding those helpers. And we're trying to build a community of people that can help each other. And the Mac admin Slack or Mac admins community, there's so many people that are ready to help. And so Mac DevOps is one small way of trying to get people connected and to find those people that are kind and that will help you. And they're there. And the tech talks are just a, a good distraction to get you in, uh, pull you in. You know, you want to find out about this, but ah, you've just made three friends. Ha ha. <laughs> well, and, and if you didn't hear that, that's a request for volunteers. We're, <laughs> we have a call for volunteers is what Matt's actually saying. So if you're interested in making this conference awesome, please join us. Thank you. Everything that you just said is both of you is is a reflection on that as your guiding light, right? And if you always have that as your guiding light, then you're you won't go wrong, right? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day what the how the conference looks or how it's designed or whatever. If you have that in mind, then it will be designed in the way with that in mind. Does that make sense? We did a really good job of making the conference look good. And part of that is that Matt comes from a video production background and, and finding somebody like Felipe. Uh, and even even before when we had an in-person conference, Derek, uh, and yeah. we had Derek doing the recording of it, uh, you know, and, and the production value of the talks was always there. So that Matt was able to keep that as we went virtual, I think speaks a lot to the look and feel of Mac DevOps YVR, you know, and, and just figuring out what technology kind of wraps that to support the community and, and support the ideals and goals that we have for the community is, is really the challenge, especially as we move uh, to a, a potential hybrid model in, in the coming years. And I keep telling myself every year, I just need to give people more space to chat and talk. And I mean, it seems like the audio Q&A, sometimes we needed more time for that. We needed maybe probably sorry fewer talks and more space and just hang out you know in person the best thing i ever did was accidentally getting all those rooms so we had a huge social room and it was just nice just to hang out and 
you know, the room wasn't crowded. It was a, a big room with food and just chairs and people could hang out and creating virtual and physical spaces where people can just hang out. Uh, a massive hallway track with one or two talks, one keynote, and then just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I want to do it again because I just see how much people enjoy it. Ashton, you're definitely hired. Um, no, thank you. Um, Come for the conference, stay for the community. Nice. Because right? nice. that's what I see. And, and I think that's, like I said, that's what I've seen in the DevOps space as a whole is that it's so um, community driven and and that value of communities there. Like they're coming for the conference, but they're staying for the community. And like I've paid into things online where I, you know, loved the vision of the person, but they had the community and I stay in that for the community, not even for the person and all their wisdom. I stay in there for the community of like like-minded people because sometimes it can be very difficult what no matter what industry or what hat you're wearing in that moment, um, like for me, it's to usually like a mom or a business owner, you know, it can be very lonely to have people who think the same way that you do and you need to bounce ideas and learn and grow from each other and that growth piece, right? So. Thank, thank you, Ashton, because I think what, what you contributed on, on that perspective is very, very valuable uh, and, and things to consider. And um, yeah, the, the community is what, what, initially started it and uh, that's i think that's the beauty with mcdevops why we are it was never the question that the community is in doubt that as it's a tiny conference and i think with huge events sometimes you can have this you're over a certain border um but yeah i i think and i hope we're far away from that here in in this conference well, thank you to thank yeah. you, Henry, for everything you've contributed. Thanks for taking some of our questions and 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 contributing your thoughts and opinions. And you've helped us make Mac DevOps better. So thank you so much. And yeah, and thank you for for running. You know the whole conference, all of you. The whole I do team. everything. Yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, JD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, don't do anything. Uh, I just okay. push Matt in the right it's, direction. It's, it's the bots, Go this way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's all the bots. <laughs> it's all okay. bots, yes. Thank you, Ashton. Um, yes. Yeah, no, thanks again for bringing me on. And congratulations to the both of you and to Bluebe and others and all the speakers for, for showing up and making it happen. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Couldn't do it without everybody joining in, all their sponsors and speakers and attendees and it's a beautiful community, and thank you to everyone. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Henry. Bye. The Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast is looking for sponsors. Support and encourage developers in IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. For the 2021 Mac DevOps Conference, we would like to thank Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. We are also grateful for Mac Stadium's sponsorship of our Hack Night. Thank you, Mac Stadium. Visit them at macstadium.com. Our gold sponsor is Flow Swiss AG with their Mac Bare Metal instance. Thank you, Flow Swiss AG. Visit them at flow.swiss/mac-bare-metal. Thank you to our silver sponsor, Simple MDM. Visit them at simplemdm.com. Thank you to our bronze sponsor, Teradici. Visit them at teradici.com. Our live feed is sponsored by Fleet DM. Visit them at fleetdm.com. And this year, our MDM panel is sponsored by Adagi. Visit them at adagi.com. Please take a moment to visit all of our sponsors. We could not hold Mac DevOps YVR 
without the support of our sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Yeah, so get out in nature and go canoeing and jump in a lake. Matt told you to go jump in a lake. (laughs) (laughs) It's a friendly thing if you're a Canadian, right? Uh, Oh, well. (laughs) 